This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome to Vancouver Consumer. In a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint johnnysmartpoint.com on the web. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. And speaking of real estate, the BC Real Estate Association says the number of homes available to buy is at an all-time low. And that's an important reason why prices continue to be so high. The industry calls it inventory, and it dropped 40% in October, according to the BCREA. So lots of people want to buy, but fewer people are selling. Central One credit union economist Brian Yu isn't surprised, given the rising demand for homes that's been present during the COVID pandemic. He says sales are about 20% above where we were pre-pandemic in terms of overall sales. While sales have surged this year, the Real Estate Association expects we'll see that slow next year, especially if interest rates rise as expected. The land borders to the U.S. opened up this past Monday, and at crossings like the Peace Arch border crossing, there seemed to be an initial rush of people, and then it slowed down to a trickle. Businesses on the Blaine side of the border say they didn't really see much of a rush for cheap gas or groceries like the old days, and many figure that the initial influx of Canadians were snowbirds on their way further south on longer trips. Because of the rule that you have to have a COVID test to get back into Canada, it's made those kind of day trips over the line not really worth the expense. And a lot of our stuff now lives in the cloud. It's our everyday life now. We say, I'm saving my photos to the cloud. Documents, uh, music is saved in the cloud. So where is the cloud? Well, now it looks like one of the places the cloud will be is Alberta. Amazon says it plans to open a second cloud computing server hub in Canada in late 2023 that will result in billions of dollars of investments in the coming years. Amazon Web Services, the company's cloud division, says the new hub will be based in the Calgary area to provide better service to Western Canada. Its other hub is located in the Montreal area. Amazon Web Services says it spent more than $1.4 billion between 2016 and 2021 to set up and run its Montreal Data Hub, and that overall the company plans to invest $21 billion by 2037 in both existing infrastructure and the new Alberta facility. And Canadian comedian and longtime Vancouver resident Brent Butt, you know him as the creator and star of Corner Gas, has now let the internet know that no, despite any rumors, he will not be endorsing a new limited edition series of Tim Horton's popular Tim Bits Donut Holes, uh, but issued the comment in a tweet after the big story this week that pop star and uh, another Canadian, Justin Bieber, announced a new partnership with Tim Hortons. Timmy's will be releasing limited edition Tim Biebs Tim Bits at the end of this month. And Brent Butt says that Bieber must have been their second choice after they approached him and said no to their pitch of Tim Hortons. He said no to their pitch of Tim Hortons, but holes. Uh, that's a quote. 
from Brent Butt, by the way. Uh, this is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, it's the latest on the lower mainland real estate situation. John Carlson of 2% Realty, Johnny Smart Point. You can go to his website at johnnysmartpoint.com. The market is still on a tear. Prices are high, but a new report shows that inventory is at an all-time low. So what does that mean for real estate in the Lower Mainland right now? And what does it mean for real estate going into 2022? Uh, John Carlson will have uh, his predictions on what we can expect and uh, what you can do if you are in the market to buy or sell. We'll find out next when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time to talk real estate. John Carlson from 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. You can find him online at johnnysmartpoint.com. It's as easy as that. You can also send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, Martin. I'm doing great, and uh, thank you. Uh, it's great to be uh, back with you again. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, th- and this will be uh, the last time for a while that we're going to hear from you. You're you're going to concentrate on uh, on your work <laughs> as a, a real estate agent uh, over the next few months, and then we'll hear from you in January. So I think it'll be a good uh, a good chance for us to kind of go over the year that was and what you expect the year that is going to be in 2022, which is hard to believe. And then, of course, uh, we just had Remembrance Day. Yes, yes. And, you know, uh, you know, thanks for mentioning this will be my last show for the year. Of course, I'm still working to the listeners out there. I'm available. You can call me or go to my website anytime. And I'll be back with uh, 22 scheduled programs next year for 2022. So that's easy to remember, I guess. But you mentioned veterans, uh, and I wanted to just put out a, a you know a, a huge thank you uh we just went through remembrance day and uh, a couple of days ago and uh you know i have clients who are veterans and family members and i think we all owe the veterans a, a great debt so i love to see people wearing their poppies and supporting veterans and remembering you know everything that they've gone through so thanks thanks for bringing that up martin i appreciate that yeah and it, it was uh, kind of especially poignant to me this year something about what we've been through in the past year and a half um, it just seems like, uh, it's good to just, uh, sort of take it down and, and remember what's gone on, uh, in the past and all the sacrifices that people have made so that we can, uh, we live in this, this wonderful place. We complain about it a lot. Oh. <laughs> we complain about you know, the price of real estate, but go ahead. And if you're like me, you know, you, you have to remind yourself so often, you know, how fortunate we are. And, you know, there were people in previous generations that certainly had a lot more difficulties than most of us today. So, you know, and this isn't real estate related, but I'm glad we, we brought it up and had a chance to, to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, as we move into the end of 2021, uh, wow. <laughs> um, uh, you've made a lot of predictions. I know you, whenever I ask you to make a prediction, you always say, you know, I'm not in the prediction business, but I have to say, um, John, that your predictions have been pretty good. <laughs> and I know you you hesitate when talking about predictions, but uh, the last year was uh, was pretty stellar when it comes to the strength of the market. Um, and I, I guess the story has been a lot of people want to buy, and there's just uh, it, it's it's tough to find things 
to buy. The the inventory is is pretty pretty slow compared to the amount of people who want to buy stuff. Yes, you know, every every market has its own advantages and its own challenges. And, uh, you know, uh, this one is no different, obviously. And the one we're coming into is is to be discovered. It remains to be seen. But, you know, I, and I don't, as you're right, I don't like making predictions per se, but I obviously keep my ear to the ground pretty closely in the real estate market in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. So uh, one thing nobody really, I think, could have predicted this year was, how COVID would impact the market. I mean, and not just real estate, you look all over the place and supply chain issues and shipping issues and, you know, things have, have been shaken up a little bit. And that's why, you know, this being one of the, well, this being the last show I'm doing this year, uh, I thought it might be a good idea to talk about, you know, what's happening right now, of course, because that's obviously important. And then what might happen in 2022 in the real estate market? Because it seems to me there's quite a few um, factors that are being talked about, proposed, um, lots of, you know, there's lots of, I guess, variables at play. And so it's going to be really hard to determine what next year's market might look like. Um, but I can say that, uh, you know, through my experience, and this is what, 26 years now, I can say that Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley real estate markets are, are, are very, uh, buoyant. They're very resilient and, um, you know, we've had a very overheated market lately uh, from a from a point of view of supply and demand, and that's played out in pricing. And uh, we're going to see how these other changes uh, or these other things uh, might play out in the next twelve months. And you know, I think in this show we can we can explore all of those things. Right, and and uh, just a reminder, uh, we're talking to John Carlson. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website. Uh, John at JohnnySmartPoint.com is his email, 604-612-0080. And I, I think it's safe to say, maybe uh, you can uh, you know elaborate on this, but it seems like when we're talking about the conditions now, because you say we'll talk about the market now and then the market in the future, right now, it's a case of... Um, supply and demand. Supply is small, demand is high. So it's kind of a good time to sell a house. I mean, it's it's sometimes a challenge to find a place to move to, but if you are thinking of downsizing, or especially if you're moving out of out of the area that you're in now, say you're in, in the lower mainland and you want to move to the island or something, it's, it's a good time to sell. Would you say that's yeah, we're, true? We're looking at, as you mentioned, supply and demand, um, uh, ratios that favor sellers more than they ever have in the history of our market. Uh, and we're looking at corresponding high prices. Um, you know, if, it's it's interesting. If you were to look at Greater Vancouver in general and look at a price graph, we had, you know, a pretty rapid increase from, you know, maybe the summer of 2020 right up until about May of 2021. So if you look at May, June and July numbers and August numbers in terms of sale prices throughout the condo segment, uh, the attached like row home segment or the detached segment, the price graphs are almost identical. They hit a little plateau in the summer. And then as of September and October stats, we don't have November yet, of course, but um, a nice noticeable increase in bump or, or maybe not so nice, but a noticeable increase in prices on all three. So the market really took up a, a bit of a boom. And uh, a lot of that, again, has to do with we're always in a in a market here, almost always in a market where the supply side is limited government policy and uh, bureaucracy and all these other you know and there and, and good measures environmental protection all these things do limit the supply of land that we can build houses on and 
you know, a building lot or land in any of these areas is obviously very valuable today. So we've always got that. But I think that in September and October also, we had the compounding problem of, you know, I talk to people who say, gee, John, I'd, I'd really like to, to move. We'd, we'd like to make a move from uh, from this property to this property, whatever it might be. But we're kind of scared. We don't want to put our house in the market because our neighbor down the street sold in seven days and they could have sold in one day, but they made everybody wait a week. And then they looked at offers and wow, did they ever do great price wise? But we don't know where we're going to go. And we're scared to kind of jump into that market as buyers. We've talked about this before, but there is a bit of a backlog. And it's kind of, in my mind, like that supply chain issues and some of these other products, you know, COVID's thrown a bit of a whack into things. And then we've also got this perception that may be accurate, that interest rates are likely to rise in the future. And if you're a buyer with a fixed interest rate guarantee for 90 days and you think that it might go up um, with, you know, with today's prices uh, and the fact that rates are low. So any increase is going to be an incremental increase that's going to be noticeable. You're looking at your purchasing power dropping. So I think we've got people out there shopping. They want to get something done before Christmas. They're looking at low inventories. And because of that, um, you know, they may get a little more motivated or pay more than they thought they might otherwise. And that's what pushes these prices up. It's not just that someone reads the paper and says prices are up, I'm going to pay more. Uh, it's the, the real world scenario of buyers feeling that they need to compete and and come with their best stuff. So uh, that's the nature of the business right now. It, it's likely that interest rates may bump up a little bit. And again, that's one of the factors we'll be looking at for future markets. Um, but it definitely favors sellers right now. And I would love uh, for nothing more than for suddenly the market to be flooded with a whole bunch of good listings at reasonable prices, because that would, I think that would help the market balance out a little bit, but um, so far that's not happening. So what are we almost mid November? Uh, you know, we got a month and a, maybe a little bit before the Christmas lull sets in and I'm anticipating it's going to be a busy time. And again, I'll be working. So feel free to get in touch with me. Yeah. Cause you, you're kind of expecting a, a busier than normal Christmas season. Would you say that's I think true? it's possible. Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but one year I did an offer on Christmas Eve, uh, a client at a client's request, and uh, it wasn't my favorite thing to do <laughs> on Christmas Eve, but uh, that was one of those. I think it might have been 2007. And yeah, I, yeah you've, so mentioned it, you've mentioned that actually a few times, and I can tell that that was <laughs> I'm not- still traumatized. I mean, yeah, it was probably not a great time for you, but also I, I'm guessing for the people involved in buying and selling a home when you're, you know, you're doing all that stuff on Christmas Eve, that's not what you want to be doing on Christmas Eve. Well, no, but let's remember, there's a reason we were doing it. And, uh, you know, the my client had a need that had to be fulfilled and we saw an opportunity we needed to jump on it. There's no waiting around sometimes when, you know, the right thing comes up. This, this isn't like buying a t-shirt, uh, you know, um, when something comes up, you got to be ready. So again, that could happen, but um, I'm anticipating that we're going to be as busy as the market will allow in terms of the number of listings and those good listings are going to sell. There's going to be a lot of multiple offer situations between now and Christmas. In fact, I've got a few listings. I don't know when the appropriate time to talk about it, but I've got a few condo listings that might interest the viewers and um, we're anticipating that that kind of thing might happen with those as well. Yeah, I want to go. Th I want to go through those new listings because that's a, a promising sign that you've got those new listings. But I, I also want to point out you, you know, talking about uh, the need and and you just have to do it. If it's Christmas Eve, it's Christmas Eve. You got to do it, and that's why I think you need uh, a a really really experienced realtor on your side. And we've talked to some of John's uh, clients in the past few weeks and months. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had, uh, you had some clients and they sold a place and uh, they had multiple offers. So 
just because things are are really moving, it doesn't mean uh, it's really easy to sell a home. It gets complicated when you have multiple offers and you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of, of those multiple offers and they, it gets complicated. And, uh, you know, you need someone who understands the ins and outs of these deals because they can get very complicated, right? You know, you make a great point. Yes. Um, complicated, yes. But I think... Um... Uh, you know, maybe a better term might even be the the fact that it, it's 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 just a busy time, and you need to be able to separate the wheat from the chaff, if that makes any sense. Because if you've got say a dozen or fifteen offers, chances are you're not focused equally on all those offers. So to be able to quickly, um, you know, suss up the offers, and you don't do that just by reading what's on the paper. I I talk to these agents who send me offers, and I I know what kind of questions to ask them, and dep- based on the res- you know the answers that I get, oftentimes. Um, you know, and oftentimes I do this right in front of my clients so they can hear the answers themselves. And we, you know, we, we suss out the offers, we feel them up to see which ones are, are worth entertaining. But that's a, that's a, I guess, a skill that just comes after many years of experience. And that's something that, um, that I think is really important in this kind of market, be able to quickly size up offers and make good decisions on how to go forward, because it's not just a one, two, three step process. Like it might be if you had an offer come in and Hey, it comes in and you counter and it goes back and forth a bit and boom, you put it together. That's wonderful. Well, with a multiple offer situation, there's, there is more to it than that. And uh, of course, a big number on paper is, is good. Uh, but you want that backed up with a deposit and hopefully no conditions. You don't want to have any buyer's remorse the next day and um, and have the whole house of cards falling apart. Because if you've got a multiple offer situation, chances are you're going to achieve a sale price that's over the list price, you know, by a little or a lot. And uh, if you let that house of cards fall apart and then start at square one again, well, to get back up there, you're going to have to build that situation again. And that's not as easy the second time around. So yeah, multiple offers, you want an experienced agent or an agent that has the ability and the skills to sit down with you and walk you through the process. It's important to remember that real estate agents like myself, we're not decision makers. We're advisors. Uh, we give our opinions. We make recommendations. And um, if, if you can do that for your client really well, then they're in a great position to make their own decisions. And uh, good decisions, you know, making a bunch, a string of good decisions is what you need to do if you want to maximize the sale price of your house. And that first decision might be, you know, who do you choose to represent you? Yeah, that first decision might be to go to johnnysmartpoint.com online and uh, get a hold of John Carlson. Uh, you can also write him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And I happen to know John is a fan of the phone. He likes it when you phone. I know nowadays some people are afraid of the phone, but you can give John a call. He loves it. 604-612-0080. Zero. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com is our guest. When we come back, John is going to tell us what he is predicting for 2022, if you can believe it's going to be 2022. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer, and we'll have more with John Carlson when we come back right after this. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW and our guest, John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. Uh, you can uh, email him at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And John, we were talking about uh, the fact that you're going to concentrate in the next month or two on uh, on your real estate business. You won't be back on the air until January 26th. And uh, we talked a little bit a little bit about the market now, about uh, the fact that uh, there are a lot of people who want to buy 
It's a little bit of a challenge finding things to buy. And in a second, we're going to talk about uh, your ideas on the future of the real estate market in the Lower Mainland for 2022. But right now, let's talk about the new listings that you have on your website, johnnysmartpoint.com, because that's uh, kind of a promising thing that you've got some new listings. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Thanks for that. Um, I'm going to start uh, with a condo that I've got in New Westminster, and it's located at 610 Victoria Street. Uh, this is unit 1007, so it's a northwest unit. You look up 6th Street on the view, 10th floor. You look the other way, you can see the Patella Bridge and the river, and, you know, really nice owner-maintained home. I'll say hi to Joan. She's a CKNW listener. Uh, it's a two-bedroom, two-bath. It's just under a thousand square feet. Fantastic shape. We've got it listed at six fifty-nine nine, and we're going to be looking at offers on Monday. So, uh, if you have any interest, have your agent give me a call. There's no open houses, but we're you know we're doing showings by appointment on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So that one in 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 New Westminster, fantastic. New Westminster got- is is a cool place. Awesome. I lived there for for years when I first got out of college. But anyway, I've also got a listing in North Vancouver. And this is unit number 102. It's it's off the ground level. It's got a balcony, but it's first floor. And the address is 134 West 20th Street in North Vancouver. So you're in central Lonsdale. This is for age 30 plus. It's an age restricted uh, restricted building. So, you know, no kids allowed. Very quiet. And it's it's about 900 square feet, corner unit, wraparound deck. Uh, it's built in the late 70s and well-maintained. Maintenance fee includes gas and all that sort of stuff. It's listed at 465. This is this is definitely one worth looking at. And you can go to my website and you can see pictures and we've got the floor plans and we've got the 3D, you know, Matterport walkthrough tours and all that stuff. So you can experience it that way as well. And we'll be looking at offers, I think it's Wednesday on that one. And I've got a brand new listing that's just literally being signed and it's about to be processed into um, into MLS. And this is uh, this is downtown on Haro Street. So 1816 Haro and it's unit number 204. And it's a two bedroom, one bath unit. This one's 539.9. So again, I've got some in the affordable range here, good condos. Um, uh, give me a call, go to my website, check them out. Or if you want to make an appointment to view them and relatively soon, then you can have your agent give me a call. But those are three, you know, condos in good areas. We've got New Westminster, North Vancouver and uh, down in Maple, uh, down in, in Vancouver as well. So we got you covered. Wow, like five hundred and thirty-nine thousand to get into downtown Vancouver seems like a, a good opportunity for somebody. It's going to be popular on offer day, which will be um, after this coming weekend. So another week and about two days from now. So plenty of time to to take a look at it and have your agent give me a call or call me. So if you want to see those, um, the the downtown one is not even up yet. It's so new, but the other yeah, two are right. up at johnnysmartpoint.com johnnysmartpoint.com. It's easy to find his Google Johnny Smartpoint. And you can also uh, send an email to John at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And John, uh, you have sold more than a thousand properties in the lower mainland. And uh, I said this before, uh, whenever I ask you to make a, a prediction about something, you, you, you kind of, well, I'm not in the prediction business, but as I say, in the times that we've been talking over the past couple of years, um, your predictions have been pretty good. Um, so I'm going to ask you straight out of uh, 2022, like, uh, what are we going to expect? Um, and as COVID, COVID kind of uh, slowly fades away, we hope, um, how is that going to affect the market? It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. And of course, 
you know, again, I don't love making predictions, but I'm always being asked, hey, is it a good time to sell? You know, I get these questions all the time. And and that's a tough question to answer because, you know, the, the answer might be compared to what? Compared to last year, compared to next year, it's hard to say. Um, and I think it comes down to people's personal, personal timing. But I am asked this question, you know, all the time. And right now I'm focused on what's going to happen for the rest of this year, because that tends to be where my clients are thinking as well. And as we already discussed, it's going to retain, stay pretty busy, I think. And good inventory will get soaked up quick. But looking to next year, I have to say that this is probably um, the year uh, of, I would say, the most uncertainty in some ways, because there are so many potential factors in play that that really could impact the real estate market. And and maybe just to list them, we've talked a little bit about uh, interest rates already. We've had historically low interest rates for a number of years. And, you know, some people suggest that consumers are getting a little bit spoiled or accustomed to these low rates and they don't last forever. Well, uh, it would seem that inflation's taken taken hold and I'll let economists delve into that further, but interest rate hikes seem like they might be coming and that could have an impact on the market. So that, that makes it a little harder to kind of tell, but there's one factor I'm thinking in mind. Um, you know, there are taxation proposals out there. You know, the federal government's looking for money and uh, apparently they're eyeing the idea of uh, taxing principal residences um, in a way that's never been done before. So, you know, there's that. Uh, you mentioned COVID and hopefully that fades away uh, to some extent and allows things to get back to normal. But, you know, that could that could go either way. Uh, here's a big one that people are talking about right now. The provincial government has proposed a seven-day cooling off period or a rescission period for purchasers of new homes. And I'm not going to take too much time uh, on that part because the details haven't really been released yet. But there is a proposal that might say, hey, if if you're in this heated multiple offer situation as a buyer and you're the winning bidder, well, maybe we're going to give you seven days to walk away, no questions asked. So that could have a big impact uh, on the market and it may have unintended consequences if it were ever to be enacted. And I don't know that it will, but that's something thrown around. I know that, uh, you know, particularly in areas like um, in some areas of Vancouver, for instance, they're looking at increasing density and zoning and allowing, you know, three uh, residences on a property or or more and all, all these things. So, um, you know, and then there's just general the, the economic situation. So when I look to next year, I know there seem to be, you know, some proposals and challenges but on the other side of that balance sheet, if you will, you know, I, I think back in the, the 26 years now I've been doing this and uh, I remember all the optimism in 2000, I think it was 2007, the market was taking off and people were talking about Olympics were coming and uh, all these great things. And then all of a sudden we had this challenge in 2008, a global challenge and greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley bounced back. We're very resilient here. And I think, you know, maybe for the same reason that we have limited supply, there's, you know, a certain restrictions on where we can build and how much we can do and how fast things can be built. But there's an influx of immigration and people that want to come to this area every year. There's tens of thousands of people coming. So for that reason, I think, you know, that that, that helps push prices up, but it also makes us very resilient, I think. So I don't fear the market coming up. In fact, I think it's going to be a very healthy market. But it's a little early right now to try to gauge exactly how that market's going to play out. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that we're going to be, you know, talking about on a, on a biweekly basis as I, as I, you know, meet you almost every two weeks next year again. Uh, so it's really hard to say. Right now, things are looking very strong and I'm looking forward to working for lots of good clients and, you know, navigating the market with them uh, at the end of this year and right through next year.
johnnysmartpoint.com is the place to go uh, on the web to uh, to get a hold of John Carlson. Uh, you can also write him an email, 604johnnysmartpoint.com, 604-612-0080. So I guess what I'm getting from that is that uh, there are a lot of challenges that may put the brakes a little bit on this market that's on a tear, but you don't see them being too much of a drag to the to the market and you still expect things to be uh, relatively robust going into 2022 i think we have a very healthy market um and uh and i think let me put it this way i think there is political will to dampen the market and i think you know there could be good reason for that i'm very cautious and i'm very you know nervous about government intervention because sometimes things can do more harm than good and we have to assess each kind of step or proposal on an individual basis. But I do believe there's a political will there to have pricing uh, come under control. Um, and that's, we're going to see how that plays out. But very resilient market, tons of new people coming to the market, limited supply. We've got a favorable climate. We've got a favorable, uh, you know, political stability, uh, economic situation, that whole thing. So we're a destination spot here in greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. And I, uh, you know, I think it's for a long time, it's going to be a very good place to invest in real estate. But yeah, there could be some changes coming down the way. And, you know, every couple of weeks when we're talking, we're going to give the, the listeners an update in terms of at least how I see things um, as they go. And that idea of uh, a tax on the principal residence, I guess, would require a lot of political will because a lot of people would be very <laughs> unhappy because you have all these people who have bought a house years ago and the house is just, you know, over the years has gone up and then all of a sudden they would have to pay tax on that. And, uh, on one hand, you know, it seems, you know, it might sort of dampen the market, which is what we need perhaps. But at the same time, I just wonder if, uh, if there wouldn't be uh, riding in the streets from some people. I wonder, and I can't be, it couldn't be a popular move politically, but you know, it kind of reminds me of, I can't recall the name of the old, uh, the old Western cowboy who was uh, the notorious bank robber, but didn't they ask him, why do you rob banks? And he said, that's where they keep the money. So, uh, you know, if you're coming for tax money, I think that you look at homeowners in this area and that's where that's coming from, how it'll play out. I have trouble believing that they could pull it off and that, that could happen. But I know they're looking for ways to, to get tax money and, uh, you know, to also at the same time stabilize or, you know, limit the market. So I guess we'll see. And what do you think the chances, John, uh, will be that we'll look back at 2021 and think, wow, that was the time to sell. That was the peak. Well, you know, I've seen a number of peaks and troughs now in, in my career. And again, I come back to the resilient market here and the demand that we have. Um, we don't seem to stay down long. So is it possible that we're going to see the high watermark in terms of pricing in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley um, for the next little while? I think it is possible. Um, I think, could it be likely? Is that going too far? I don't know. Um, but in order to have prices increase even more, you know, we'd have to try to see uh, supply and demand ratios get even more out of whack, which is hard to imagine. We'd have to see financing being as readily available or more than it's been in the past, which is hard to imagine. Or we'd have to see incomes rising uh, substantially to cover more costs, which I, you know, I don't see happen. But um, it, it's an interesting market, and it's always going to be an interesting market, and it's something that I'm very happy to, to navigate with with my clients. So again, if you're if you're listening to the program and thinking of selling this year or next year, just feel free to give me a call or an email anytime. And, you know, I'd be happy to, um, you know, to continue on with that. 
Yeah, johnnysmartpoint.com is the place to go. And I, I guess it's a little bit like the stock market. It's a fool's game to try to time it. It's, it's, that's not really the way to go about it. It's hard when you don't know what's coming, you know, uh, the, tomorrow, it's really hard to time things. But uh, I do tend to advise my clients that, hey, here's, here's the market, here's the environment you'd be operating in. If you were to step into it today, uh, you decide, is it right for you? And, and a lot of people say, heck yeah, it's right for me. I'm retiring, I'm cashing out, I'm taking the money, and I'm going to in a small town in the interior. And you know what power to them, that's wonderful. Uh, other people, you know, might say, hey, you know, we're, it's too competitive out there right now for us. We, we can't afford to, to, to get in these multiple offer situations. I think we're going to stay put where we're at. Well, that's also, you know, a good decision based on your personal situation. So that always comes up first, but um, it'll be an interesting market again. And I'm looking forward to sharing uh, my thoughts on it with you, uh, you know, again, over the next 12 months, starting again in January. Yeah, well, well, thank you, John. And, and just to quickly point out, a lot of the, the clients that we've talked to uh, that you have worked with, they all said they didn't feel rushed. So if you call John, uh, you could just talk about it and, and maybe decide a year from now you're going to sell your property or, or whatever, and, and you won't be rushed. johnnysmartpoint.com is the website, 604 or email john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, John, I, I wish you all the best for the holiday season. And I know you'll have a pretty busy couple of months as uh, the real estate market continues. But uh, thanks. It's been an, another great year. I appreciate it. Thank you, Martin. I'm looking forward to seeing you again in January. Right on. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. And coming up, uh, TikTok, maybe saved somebody's life, a 16-year-old girl. I've got that story. And it was a hand signal that saved her. And that hand signal was created by an organization right here in Canada. I have that story next. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and our thanks to John Carlson. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website. And social media has been getting a bad rap lately, and probably rightly so in some instances. But it can save lives. Just look at TikTok. You might have seen the news story of the 16-year-old girl. She was traveling on a Kentucky highway in the passenger seat with a man when she flashed a sign that had become popular on TikTok as a way to discreetly tell people that you are in danger from domestic abuse. It's a simple hand gesture. You display an open palm with your thumb tucked in, and then you close your fingers over the thumb. A driver on the highway recognized that hand signal and called 911. The 16-year-old girl had been reported missing in Asheville, North Carolina, Sheriff's deputies arrested the driver, a 61-year-old man named James Herbert Brick, and charged him with unlawful imprisonment. Mr. Brick, who the sheriff's office said had pornographic images of a child on his phone, also faces a child pornography charge. Police say the girl and Mr. Brick are acquaintances, but they're not related. The girl told investigators that she had traveled with this guy, through North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Ohio, where he had family. He left the family after they learned that the girl was a minor and that she had been reported missing by her family. She said she began trying to get motorists' attention as they traveled south from Ohio uh, on the highway. She kept giving this hand signal. It's not clear how many people saw the girl's hand signals, 
But when deputies pulled the car over, the girl made that signal toward them as well. But the deputies admitted they didn't know what the hand signal meant, but they sure do now. One officer from the sheriff's department says it's probably the best thing he's seen come along in the 48 years he's been a police officer. And while TikTok gets some credit for spreading the word about for the uh, signal for help, the hand signal was actually invented right here in Canada, developed by the Canadian Women's Foundation back in April of last year to tackle domestic violence, which the organization uh, believes would be much more dangerous during the pandemic. And the foundation advises that anyone who sees the signal should not necessarily immediately call the authorities, but should instead reach out safely, if possible, to the person who used it. The signal does not correspond to anything in American Sign Language. So it relies on general awareness to be effective. And uh, a few people knew it on TikTok, but now it looks like a lot of people know about it. Uh, So that's a great thing. So uh, congratulations to that organization and I hope that girl is okay. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, it's all about Burnaby Hospital. Burnaby Hospital you know, started in the fifties and it's a, it's a lovely community hospital and they are planning to turn it into a state of the art facility that will serve not only Burnaby, but East Vancouver. And we'll tell you about how they're going to do it and how you can help when Vancouver consumer continues right after this on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.